We got about five minutes after. I'm John Caldera in for the big man. Give me a call. 303-696-1971. Where do I have this? I had it up just a second ago. Here it is. Colorado politics. Ken Buck says he's received death threats. Eviction notice for opposing Jim Jordan's bid for speaker. I am so glad we live in such a civil society. Oh, my God, what a clown show. Republican U.S. Rep. Ken Buck said he's received four death threats and has been evicted from a congressional office in his district for opposing Jim Jordan's bid for House Speaker. Yep, he's one of the 24, he, Ken Buck, one of the 24 Republicans who have voted for someone other than Jim Jordan this week. In two, now three, inconclusive rounds of balloting. So the Ohio Republican is short, and we still don't have a speaker. So Buck cast votes for the majority whip, Tom Emmer of Minnesota. Uh, it's just it's just embarrassing. And so Buck makes these calls. He doesn't vote for Jim Jordan. I would have voted for Jim Jordan, but I'm not Ken Buck. In retaliation, people have given Ken Buck death threats? Is that is that how we operate now? And he's been kicked out of his office space in Windsor, Colorado. If you don't know, congressmen have office space in D.C., office buildings there. And also, they rent office space in their home districts. So when they're home, they can sit down with constituents. Right? Right. Well, I guess whoever owns the office space in Windsor was not happy about this. So now Ken Buck has got to go find a new office. It is as if we have unlearned the ability to have political disagreements. Now, Ken Buck was one of the original eight that caused all this problem to begin with. We, we had a speaker... That speaker kept things rolling, and now and now we have no speaker at all. No speaker at all. That's that only shows that only shows the incredible, incredible lack of leadership Republicans offer. We're going into a catastrophically important election year. We have an election year where where people are looking 
for an answer. We have the weakest presidential opponent ever. Republicans stand on the verge of some of their greatest opportunities in decades. So who stands in their way? But of course, Republicans. You have heard Caldera's first political axiom many times. There is nothing Republicans cannot F up. And we continue to prove it. Now, technically, I'm unaffiliated. I've been unaffiliated for years. But my heart is still with the Republican Party. And it's just brutally, brutally painful to see this level of dysfunction. And watching the Democrats laugh all the way to re-election. Give me an amen on this. So what happens? We're here in the midst of a global crisis. We have a president who for the first time in his presidency shows a spark of leadership with a primetime speech, finally says the words I've been waiting for him to hear, saying we need to prevail in Ukraine, in in the Ukraine. We need to back Israel. We need to stand up to these international bullies. And I agree with him on this. And he turns to Congress, and Congress is in complete disarray only because of Republicans. Only because of Republicans. Republicans have a chance to call his bluff, to show some leadership, but of course, Republicans cannot. Has Ken Buck done the right thing? First, by voting out McCarthy. Has he done the right thing? Has he done the right thing? By not voting for Jim Jordan. How much longer does this go on? And keep in mind, the spark that led to this complete debacle is coming back again. I forget what date in November when we face again another governmental shutdown because all we do is kick the can down the road. There is a golden rule, an absolute golden rule of politics. No matter what the real reason is, no matter what the real reason is, when government shuts down, Republicans are to blame. Just know it, believe it, because it is the truth. Let's go out to Aurora and talk to Jim. My number is 303-696-1971. Jim, you're with John Caldera. Good morning. Good morning, John. I just want to say with Ken Buck, he's just trying to uh, instill some symphony from his base. 
there in Greeley because I think he's going to get primaried out. He's uh, he basically was a false color Republican. You know, you 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 I think I, I believe the term you who you associate is who you are. Look, this guy spent more time on CNN than he spent in the Congress. Written He's, a, he, he's never been really a – I don't think he's ever been a MAGA Republican or an America First Republican. He's been always by himself. The only reason he got elected is he was using his religion as being uh, one of the things uh, that he thought would propel him in the office. I'm sick of these Republicans that use religion. Vote for me because I'm a, a born-again Christian. To get elected, I, I'm tired of those people. They I've never gotten a sense that – I've never oh, gotten yeah. a sense that Ken Buck was a Bible thumping uh, politician. I've always, and I've known Ken for you know twenty years. I never once got a sense that he was a um, uh, used his Christian faith as a political ploy. Oh, he was going off of that abortion thing, you know. They were all doing that concerning abortion and stuff like that. Well, that, that uh, that's not necessarily a Christian, a Christian thing. I don't remember him. There, there are a lot of people who aren't Christian oh, yeah. who are still pro-life, but I don't remember that, and I don't remember him ever wrapping himself up as a MAGA Republican. He's not. He's not no, like he's Lauren Boebert who does it that way. He's never been a MAGA Republican, but he's never also. He's also. I, I consider him kind of like the. Uh, the Republicans, the establishment Republicans that can't stand MAGA Republicans or America First Republicans. Well, not a MAGA, but I believe America First. They, I, I believe they. And so, so does Ken. I mean, I've known Ken a long time. Oh, he and I have yeah. some pretty okay. major disagreements. Oh, yeah. Liz but, Cheney is his best friend. Yeah, I got it. No, I, I wouldn't say that at all. I think he, you're, you're mischaracterizing him. But I don't see any way that he gets primaried. He will. He will leave office when he's ready to leave office. Yeah, he he's, always he's seems to tease that he's, he's ready to go, and yeah. this might be his exit, and this might be the year he decides not to not to run. In which case, he's free to do whatever he likes. There's something very freeing about not running for re-election, and this could well be that time. Well, listen, I don't see him on Fox. I always see him on CNN. What, what's that about? I don't know what that's all about. Maybe they call him more often. I'm sure he'd go on Fox just as much. Maybe, maybe it's because maybe it's because he's willing to challenge his own party, and CNN finds that more fascinating. I think the bigger question is the bigger question is not what TV station he's on. The bigger question is, do you agree with his first vote to topple McCarthy? Do you do you agree with that vote? I, uh, initially, I thought... It, it's a binary question. Topple, it's not a trick question. I'm sorry. Well, I don't think he, he saw the, the the light at the end of the tunnel because he's voting for the uh, disorganization of the Republican Party. All right, let me try it again. So he voted to topple McCarthy. At the time, did you support that vote? It's a binary question. No, no. I, you know, thinking about it, no, I didn't. Not I did not either. I, um, uh, you know, this just shows you the ethics between Lower and Borbert and him. I think she's a much more ethical uh, congressperson. Uh, after that, he uh, has voted against, uh, I, I think he voted for Scalise. I would have done that. He voted against 
uh, Jim Johnson or uh, uh, our last. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Jim Jordan. And I would have voted for Jordan at this point. I would I would probably vote. I would vote for a cat to 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 be the speaker to get things rolling. Um, but I it just I, I we, we need someone to hit a gavel and get things going. I agree. It does not reflect good on the Republicans at all. And um, it just shows the Republican Party is like herding cats, I guess, from that point of view. And whereas the, uh, the de- Democrats are a bunch of uh, robots. They'll go whatever their leader tells them. And, uh, well, you can call them robots or you can people. call it incredible party discipline. Hey, let me grab a couple of these other calls. Jim, thanks for the call. Let's go to Tim. Tim, welcome. You're with John Caldera. So glad to have you, Tim. Tim, do I have you? Tim and Broomfield going once. Tim and Broomfield going twice. If you're there, I can't hear you, so let's move on to Troy and Commerce City. Hey, Troy, are you there? Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to speak to you again. To you, too. Um, i got to say, this the whole House of Representatives debacle is kind of a reason why I left the Republican Party. People going after principles, but if you don't have a plan to kind of implement those principles, then you're just stupid. And ah, this is just frustrating beyond measure. I kind of agree with your cat comment because I think you know, let's just put a cat in there, something that has an arm, a raccoon, a raccoon, who knows in there. So let's just move on. This is getting stupid. Right. I mean, there there are ways you can put a temporary uh, speaker pro tem in there. I mean, at at this point, there is work to get done. There is a larger fight to be had on the budget. There's a larger fight to be had on aid to Ukraine, aid to Israel. There needs to be a vision. There needs to be a leader. I don't see. I don't see how this all plays out. I worry that at the end of this experiment, that we will be wandering leaderless for the next year. Keep in mind, we're already at Election Day. Colorado is already in the midst of Election Day. We no longer have an Election Day. We have an Election Month. And when th- in the next year, will the Republican Party still be in disarray? Will Trump still be... Um, uh, spouting off from jail cells and courtrooms and getting gag orders and being fined. Will he be the nominee? Will we still have an ineffective president? Will we have a, a third-party candidate ripping it apart like um, uh, Robert Kennedy? Who knows? And at some point, I don't see us coming together. Could it be that America starts looking more and more like a coalition government? The coalition governments that can never seem to get their act together? I certainly hope not. I hope not. I agree. Then you really don't have any kind of majority. You just can have fractures. It's going to be stupid. And I I see this, and this is my my largest fear with a a re-elected President Trump is a fractured ripped apart country where we cannot speak with one voice. Um, that's, 
that's a, the biggest fear that I have is just we we have we have these the hatred of Trump is so maniacal. It, the hatred of Trump is so deranged. Uh, and you know the people I'm talking about. You you, oh, yeah. you meet them at your Thanksgiving dinner that you you say the word and before you get the ump out, they are bouncing off the ceiling, seething in hatred and spittle is flying from their mouths. And then on the other side, you have people who are so under Trump's Svengali like spell that uh, Trump can do no wrong. They will never they will never question a thing Trump says. Anything that comes out of Trump's mouth is 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 heavenly speak and will be followed to the T. It is a cult. And both of these sides are insane. They are both equally crazy. Um, and they both go away when Trump is no longer a viable candidate. That's my hope. You've got the current administration essentially calling half the country Nazis. Hey, i got to run. Got to take a break. Thanks for the call. 303-696-1971. I'm John Caldera. In for Pete. Keep it here. 710 KNUS. In for the big man. I'm John Caldera. Give me a call. 303-696-1971. We're trying to figure out what in the world the Republicans are going to do. Listen, I am no longer a Republican. Now, I did that. As soon as the state changed the laws saying that unaffiliated could vote in either a Republican or a Democratic primary. I live in Boulder. Insert joke there. I live in Boulder, so there was never really any Republican primaries to play in. So it was fine for me to switch. I switched to unaffiliated live on air. Long before any of this silliness started going on. So I am unaffiliated. I get two ballots, and I choose which primary I wish to vote on. Now, before before the, the law changed, and unaffiliated could vote in Colorado in either primary... I made it very clear. You were a moron to be unaffiliated. An absolute idiot. And one of my major pet peeves then was people saying, oh, I'm an independent. No, you're not an independent. You're not a member of the independent party. There is one. And you are disempowering yourself and feeling good about it which is the thing I never really understood. Because when you're a member of the party, you can vote in a caucus where your vote is really powerful. Then you can go to one of the assemblies where your vote is not quite as powerful, but still remarkably powerful. Then you can vote in a primary where your vote is still really powerful. And then, just like everybody else, you can vote in a general election. But if you're unaffiliated, you could only vote in the general election. When the law was changed, 
and unaffiliated could vote in primaries, well, then things changed. I switched so I could vote in either the Republican or Democrat primary. The cost was I could no longer go to and vote in caucuses and assemblies. Having done more than my share of caucuses and assemblies, I was willing to pay that price. Giving up many days and many hours and many miles doing the caucuses, I was willing to give that up. Now we have a a party here in Colorado that I believe is completely dysfunctional. And a party nationwide that shows that it, it can't lead. We've got a party that that can't even choose a Speaker of the House. There is a potential. There is a potential. Oh, my God, help us. There is a potential. The United States Congress could choose the next President of the United States if there is an electoral tie. Rare. But it could happen. I believe, maybe I'm wrong, maybe people want leadership. Part of me thinks, no, really what we want is stagnation. Political stagnation is not a bad thing when it comes to policy. Show me a bunch of, show me a bunch of politicians who can't get anything done it's not necessarily a terrible thing. Show me a Washington, D.C. that can't pass a single budget. Everything goes to hell. Nothing gets funded. Hmm. That might not be a bad thing. But right now, it would be a bad thing. We got a world stumbling towards global chaos and we're staring down the pipe of a national election season a season where republicans could could clean up the bases we've never had a weaker incumbent president we've got terrible economic situations We are weak abroad. We're crime-ridden at home. We're still dealing with inflation. And if this is what a recovery looks like, I would hate to see what recession looks like. We have anemic economic growth. Nobody feels comfortable economically. You know exactly what I'm talking about. People are rushing to put their money into safer 
safer investments. So the stock market is starting to flatten. You see people starting to find their find their safety in, in treasury bills, treasury bonds, money market accounts. They're putting their money in cash. It means they're feeling a little, nah, I'm not too certain what's going to go on. I think I'll hold back. We've got China on the march. We've got a nation, our nation, which is completely dependent upon a moral adversary. And I'm not talking about Russia. I'm talking about China. China owns us. We are dependent upon an ideological adversary. Whatever you are listening to me on, it was built in China. Our investments are in China. Our money's in China. Our products are from China. And they don't believe in the freedoms we believe in. Hollywood bows down to China. Our business bows down to China. CEO of Apple went to China because he's worried about our business. And we still believe we're the world's superpower. We're not. It's it's a little scary right now. People know it in their bones. You know it in your bones. Wouldn't it be nice if Republicans could get it together? Wouldn't it be nice if we had someone who understood that politics is addition, not subtraction? I know that's a simple statement. I know it sounds easy. I think that's what bothers me the most about Trump. Oh, I love his disruption. I do. I think he was the most transformative president of my life, including Reagan. I think what he did in policy was greater than what Reagan did in policy. I'm not convinced... Trump understood it all. I think he just had the right people there to put in different policy. I think because he was able to push through a tax plan, it helped ignite the economy. More so, what businesses what businesses thrive on is certainty. Throughout the Obama years, there was no certainty. What's energy policy going to be? We don't know. What's healthcare policy going to be? We don't know. It could change. What's foreign policy going to be? We're not too certain. It could change. And business didn't know where to put their money. Business 
can handle even pretty large government if they know what it's going to be in the future so they know where to put their money. They know what the rate of return has to be for something to be profitable. But if they don't know what the environmental regs are going to be, if they don't know what the healthcare regs are going to be, if they don't know what the HR plans are going to be, if they don't know what the waterways of the U.S. regs are going to be, then it makes it really difficult to get the economy rolling. If by contrast, if by contrast, you have an administrative state that is very business friendly and you know that oil and gas permits are going to go through. If you know that the regulatory state is going to be loosening, not tightening. Well, then businesses and investors are like, hmm, I see opportunity. I will invest. And the economy rolls. That's why we saw growth. That's why we saw GDP take out. The most important statistic, period, by far for me, was that the income growth For people at the lowest end of the spectrum, poor people, black and brown people, was growing at a faster rate than people at the higher income brackets. Let me say that again. The kind of stuff that Bernie Sanders whines and complains about all the time was actually happening under Donald Trump. Poor people, minorities, were making money at a faster rate than the rich, evil people. So the economy is growing. Unemployment is dropping. People are having better lives. Poor people are making money at a faster rate and earning income increases at a faster rate than rich people. Yeah, this is a scary thing. That's what happens when you unleash the economy. But right now, Trump worries me. I think he could become president again. Would we get the same Donald Trump? Or would we get the vindictive Donald Trump, who's not there to put the economy first, but to settle a score? We have to, we have to have policy first. I don't know if we're getting that. Give me your thoughts. All right, 303-696-1971. Do we have Jim? Jim in Denver this time. Jim, welcome. You're with John Caldera. Glad to have you. Hey, good morning. I just, uh, you know, heard you talking about finances and uh, business and uh, the, the business cycle here, but uh, and how the businesses need uh, um surety and where they can spend their money or invest. Um, but I, I think the uh, economy has changed. I know the economy has changed. There's only one place to put your money and uh, the government subsidizes it. It's, it's uh, wall street. Um, wall street controls nearly everything. And um, that's where all the money has to go. Um, the When you say wall street, be a little more world. specific for me. Where in wall street, wall street is a, is a, um, is is a place what do you mean exactly in wall street 
not the banking system, because the banking system is what actually creates money, but Wall Street. Wall Street creates different categories of collateral, and people are trading that collateral back and forth. And there's a reason why the uh, fracking industry went bust three times um, in this century so far prior to uh, Donald Trump uh, gaining office. They went bust three times because they ran out of money. All right, you still didn't answer my question. Let me me try it again before you move on to something else. I asked, what do you mean by Wall Street? Wall Street is a location. When you say you need to put your money in, and then you said Wall Street, I don't see a a stock ticker that says Wall Street. I see different funds. I see different stocks. I see different um, uh, bonds. What do you mean Wall Street? Are you still with me, Jim? Jim? All right. I guess Jim fell off. Uh, wasn't a trick question. All right. Help me out here. We're going into this election. We started this conversation off talking about Ken Buck. Ken Buck, I believe, made a mistake ousting McCarthy. I wish McCarthy was still there. Because right now we have a clown show going on. Republicans cannot pick a leader. I think we're going to have a clown show going on until we choose a candidate representing Republicans. If the Republican candidate is Donald Trump, which I fear it will be, it will be a clown show until the election. I think there's a chance... Donald Trump will win that election. He might be in prison when he wins. And I fear that the nation is going to be torn apart should he win. I believe, and tell me that I'm wrong, that the policies that he would push, the things that he would get done, would largely still get done with someone like Nikki Haley or Scott, or DeSantis. When I hear someone say, only he can do that, I hear of a Messiah complex which scares me. Tell me I'm wrong. 303-696-1971. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. You're on 710 KNUS. 13 minutes to the top of the hour. Good morning. Welcome. What a beautiful, beautiful day in Colorado. I'm John Caldera, trying to keep Colorado beautiful. Be sure to vote no on HH. Let's get to the phones. 303-696-1971. Let's talk to Tim. Tim, up in Broomfield. Good morning. Welcome. Yes, good morning, John. Uh, Back on the Proposition HH thing, I'm definitely going to vote no on that after what I've heard about exposing how crooked the legislature is in framing the issue. Um, My request is, and maybe somebody has done this already, but I think a great way to spread the news around every neighborhood in Denver is for people who agree that it's a bad idea to pass this, to post something on the next door site, which is looked at by lots and lots of people. But in order to do that, I think we need somebody to take the bull by the horns and write up a very succinct, 
truthful and persuasive couple paragraphs or something fairly short that people can cut and paste to the next door site or Facebook or wherever they want to do it uh, without having to come up with an original idea themselves. I think it's a terrific idea. Also, caucusroom.com is a great um, a platform. Uh, Twitter, all the rest. It's worth getting this out. It's It's funny that I took a um, I took a, a quick peek at a Reddit post in on the Denver Reddit page, and I'm not a big Reddit uh, uh, a Reddit fan because it's kind of confusing to to look at. But I looked at a lot of the folks Reddit and and the Denver page, and they were progressives, and the progressives were angry about HH. They were angry because. It was going to hurt. It was going to hurt land. It was going to hurt renters. There was nothing for renters. Ah. Yeah, it was. It was so. Um, it was so fascinating that that all these liberals and urbanites seemed to get it. Going at it at a little different direction than I would, but they were saying the absolutely right thing, that this is a scam. Renters get nothing out of it. They lose their Tabor refunds. And landlords, well, they get something, but these renters don't get anything. And I'm sure when you listen to uh, a debate with Art Laffer, he's going to say, well, there's going to be these trickle-down effects that go to uh, the renters. I'm sure that's going to get the liberals just fine. Um, How wonderful. Great idea. Hey, appreciate the call. Have yourself a terrific morning. 303-696. Oh, I, I, I'm talking over you. One last try, Tim. Oh, he's gone. All right. 303-696-1971. A quick word on Art Laffer. So Art's coming in to do this debate. Art is on the payroll of the governor. Even though Art is a icon for many of us because of Art's um, Art Laffer's Laffer Curve worked for Reagan. Remember, he is a employee of the Polis family, sits on boards and has sat on boards for companies that the Polis family has, has had. He considers Polis like a son and doesn't quite get Colorado politics. So Polis brings out Art Laffer on a leash to try to impress business conservatives that Polis is a friend to the economy, a friend to the business-friendly people. What I love about, about Polis's image that he is somehow a business-friendly, libertarian-leaning Democrat, a different type of Democrat, is that no one in the state of Colorado, no one who is under his thumb in Colorado believes it. Outside of Colorado, where he his press team has done a wonderful job getting him on Fox and Wall Street Journal and Reason Magazine, and people go, oh, wow, he's a different type of Democrat. He's very business-friendly. No! 
Isn't it amazing? Isn't it remarkably telling that the only people who think that Jared Polis is friendly to business live out of the state of Colorado? Don't you find that fascinating? Don't you find that fascinating? Huh. Give me a thought on this one. 303-696-1971. So, Polis is doing a debate on his idea to raise taxes. And he's bringing a a voice from the past, Art Laffer, to say, no, this is a great idea. Art will do anything to defend somebody he considers a son. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? What do you, what do you take from that? Do you think people of Colorado even know who Art Laffer is? It's a great bit of theatrics. He's done it before. And a lot of people fall for it outside of the state. Isn't it interesting that he takes a guy from out of state who's on his payroll to be his partner in these debates? I like that. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Huh. Three oh three six nine six nineteen seventy one. So I know I've been talking a lot about this on HH, and I'm sure most KNUS listeners uh, get it. A great site to go to, hhsucks.com. And remember, people who think like you and I are probably pretty well decided on this. That being said, we got to talk to people who are not like us. The curse of conservatives. We don't talk to people who don't talk or look like us. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? When we do, we've got to use different language. We have to say, do you like, do you think libraries are important? Do you think our public libraries are important? Now, you and I might go, well, no, we shouldn't have public library. But no, most people do. Then why does the small district association that includes libraries come out against this? Why do so many libraries like Pikes Peak Library District come out against this? Why do they know that it hurts their funding? Why shouldn't we listen 
to why they're concerned about it? And they're concerned about it because all the money from this tax increase goes to the state. It doesn't go to them. It ties their hands from local tax increases. That's an issue. That's an issue. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. So how do you talk to people who are not like us about HH? Who do they care about? They care about tenants, poor people. You realize that poor people... Poor people will not get their their Colorado cash back anymore. Might not be Tabor refunds. Don't call them that. Those $750 checks will be a thing of the past. Do you think that's really going to help the poor of Denver? They really needed them. All right, 303-696-1971. I'm John Caldera. Got to take a breather? Looking at looking at you, Lewis. All right. See, I'm just so unprofessional. Keep it right here. You're on 710 KNUS.